Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello everyone out there in the big, big wide world. This is Helena Steiner Hornstein talking to you on Earth. Welcome to our wondrous world, this world so full of wonders. Well, I've been with you for so many years, and I know each time there are a few new ones who tune in. And you always wonder, who is that person? <laughs> well, if you go to bodysoulconnection.com, again, www.bodysoulconnection.com, you will find me. You will find more information about me. So, here we are, yet again. And as you notice, I'm now going to be back with you on a little bit more of a regular basis. I hope. God willing, I always say, but I'm here. And this time it is about overcoming blockages. And I think this is also the reason why so many people are coming to me. They want to know what their blockages are for moving on, what is stopping them from moving forward, what is stopping them from getting a new husband, what is stopping them from getting a new girlfriend, you know, all these things. What is stopping them from moving forward with their studies? Why do they always stop before they reach their final exam? So there's so many reasons out there. And there is not only, well, there is one really good reason. And that is, you have the power already. You have that power within you. This is what I am talking about to you in my books, in my shows, in my private consultations with you. And we open that sparkle of initiative in you because that is where it all sits. But we're going to go through a few points here. And as you notice, I am speaking freely spontaneously, like everything about me. I'm very, very spontaneous. I say what I feel and think at that very moment. But I have an awful lot of knowledge. I have an awful lot of experience. So when I talk, it's usually right. That's what my family, when your family says so, that's pretty good. They are the hardest ones on you. And that's what my grandchildren said. The problem with you is you're usually right. (laughs) (laughs) and you know we have to admit we are learning new things all the time so we shouldn't discard other bits of information from other people but experience is what you are gathering throughout your life and that is what is making you smarter and better at whatever you do So that is, in a way, just to decide that, well, my life may not be as bad as I thought. I'm just collecting experience. Yes, that is what we should do. But number one point, if we go back to what ways are that, I think the number one thing is to kind of step out of your problem and to look at your problem from the outside, from the above somehow. You can imagine yourself standing on the top of a mountain and looking down to your life. Look down at your life. 
and maybe when you have more distance between you and your problem, you will see much more clearly what is really wrong with you or wrong with the situation on the whole. So I think, again, number one spot to look at your life and stand there and look like an outsider and see, you know, not to be in the problem, not to be the problem. And I have said that many times, and I go back to when I was, uh, you know, uh, a student and I had my own little sports car and I drove an awful lot all across Europe for various events and to see various people and to do various things. And, of course, maybe the roads were not as good as they are now. You know, maybe they're better now, but I had an awful lot of flat tires. So here I was driving, and I noticed I had a flat tire. And I was, of course, not in the city. I was always in between cities somehow. But in Europe, they are close next to each other. So that wasn't usually a problem. But with a flat tire, it is a problem. So I pulled outside, and I was, instead of panicking, oh, what do I do now, what do I do now? I cannot drive any further. There is no mechanic close by. And this was the days before the cell phone. What do I do, what do I do? And that is the thing about the panic. Panic, you have to throw that out. Because once you get the panic, just calm down, breathe quietly, and not start to think rationally. Okay, what do I do? And what I always did after I calmed down a little bit, I kind of made myself look pretty. Can you believe it? I, you know, when you're driving long distances, you may not look at your best. You know, your hair is down and you wear those flat shoes and so on. So now I would dig out from somewhere, you know, on the floor, in the back seat, my my high heels, I wear my high heels, I put on some lipstick, and, and I would make myself look pretty. And now I would go out to the road and stand there with a flat tire very obviously exposed to whoever could see it from the road. And do you know, when I had that attitude and stood there and just waiting for a savior to help me, well, of course, a young pretty girl, everyone stopped wanting to help me. And I had my spare tire on in a minute. You know, the thing is, again, that panic thing is a horrible thing. And I had just a couple of nights ago, I was woken up in the middle of the night. Now, with my kind of job, you know, as a healer and and coach, I do that at times. I do get calls in the middle of the night. You know, I work with the whole world. And people, when they have some kind of problem or panic of some kind, they they call me up. And I've had this, and I had to take it in stride because evidently this person who was calling me needed me or at least needed help. And here, just a couple of nights ago, I had this, my phone rang, and it was my cell phone, and I work on my cell phone with WhatsApp and, and FaceTime and so on because that doesn't cost anything for the callers. Well, the session with me costs, but not the phone time. 
So here I'm answering the phone. Here this panic-stricken woman calling, I need help, I need help, help me, anyone out there, help me, help me. And it sounded so desperate. I didn't talk. I didn't say anything. I was listening, trying to collect what is happening. Who is this person? And I could see on the caller ID. Yes, I knew who it was now. But she was not presently being treated by me. So... And I'm just listening more. And she was desperately in need of someone who would listen. And anyone out there who's listening, anyone, please help me, help me, help me, when I had this voice. And suddenly I said, oh, how are you? This is Helena. And she, I could hear that sigh of relief from her. Oh, my God, how did you get to me? You are, maybe you can help me, but you're so far away. I'm here in the hospital. And... No one is seeing me. No one is attending to me, and I need to get up. I need to get up. And she had simply panicked. And now she was pressing all the buttons she had around her. Evidently, they came to people all around her, somewhere else, (laughs) and even to me across the Atlantic Ocean, but it didn't get to the right person for her. But what we did now, I started to talk to her, to calm her down. And after a while, she was laughing. I was laughing. We had a good time. It didn't take that long, but what did we do? We just got back to reality. Everything is all right. You just started to build up this big fear within you. So what actually was, Never, what you believe was happening didn't really happen. And this is something about the fear. How do you overcome that? Think in a different path. Put yourself outside of the problem. And now once she was outside of the problem and she saw, well, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe I should press that button again and not that, you know, call a button that they gave me and not all the other buttons that were around, and certainly not the buttons on my cell phone. So just breathe calmly and don't panic for anything because is it worth it? Of course not. And if you now are in a situation, let's say you have lost all your money, what is the thing you should start to do? Well, you can put yourself as an outsider and look in and say, maybe I can solve it in a different way. But once you get so emotional about things, and that's another thing, don't be emotional. I think that is very, very important, that you don't put in your feelings. And in that, as you're getting emotional, Replace the negative with the positive. And that's another point. Replace the negative with the positive. It can make all the difference in the whole world. And this thing, when you start to think the negative first instead of the positive, there's no way you're going to succeed. Really, and I mean that. So how do you overcome this? 
when you have had the divorce and you're worried about everything and you start to hate your ex-spouse. What do you do when you have that hatred in you? How do I overcome this feeling of insecurity and anger and dislike and hatred towards that particular person? That can be a person who cheated on you in any kind of way. It can be in business. It can be in love. It can be in, in you know, on an exam. It can be so many things. How do you overcome that? Send them forgiveness. Oh, I can't do that. I'm never going to forgive. Well, what is forgiveness? It's a very, very important rule. Send them forgiveness, meaning send them light. And that means that you have to charge yourself with this light first. And once you now connect with the light, and have connected with the light, now you send that light, you share that light, like a ray of light towards that person who did you this harm. And then I can hear someone, oh, I don't want to send him in the light. He doesn't deserve that. That's true, I say. But you know, you deserve the light. And you have forgotten that as you are bringing in the light to send off to someone else, you are receiving more light first. And it can stay with you for as long as you want. And you know, people who are not in the light, they actually hate the light, if that would make you feel happier. It's in a way a left-handed compliment, you know, but it's so true. If you send love and light after your heart, it will make you feel better. And it actually will not make the other person feel better at all. It will make them feel, you know, awful about what they have been doing and so on. So send them light. Send them love and light. It's actually the best rule of all rules. So charge yourself with this intense white loving light and send it on to your problem or your problem person. Another point is, be well informed. We have so many situations where we are so badly informed that all kinds of things start to go wrong in our lives. And this is, you know, we just had a, a a hurricane here in Florida. It was a tropical storm first and then it turned into a hurricane and it was called Elsa. And it turned just to a hurricane just when it was passing by here. Well, it wasn't very much to worry about for us because we're used to really big storms here in Florida. But already people that hadn't lived in Florida before started to panic and they call up someone else who never lived in Florida before during the summer. And they start to invent all kinds of ideas. Oh, now we're going to lose our power. Oh, we will not have power for a few weeks. Ah, ah, ah. You know, all that invention of problems, all that negative thinking. No, inform yourself. And that's why when I lived in Miami, we had uh, the what we call the rumor control 
center. So you could call up that rumor control center and get the proper information. And you can create that rumor control center within you. Decide that you will educate yourself about everything so you don't go and look for the wrong information. And nowadays, my God, you have all these all these people spreading around rumors and and lies out there politically. It's so sad. Start to look for the true information instead and find out what is really going on before you follow all kinds of far-out ideas that have nothing to do with the truth. So be informed. Number three, how to overcome. So important. Don't give up. If you really, really are striving for something, don't give up. Believe in yourself. Believe that you are doing the right thing. Give it a chance. If you say, I've given it the chance all my life. Maybe if you've been doing that and you feel you cannot win or you don't even want to win. I know, I was, well, I don't know, but I heard of a woman who was sitting writing books, and this was long before you could self-publish. And she was writing one novel after the other. And once she's finished it and she devoted all her time to that, all her life, and she took that to one publisher after the other. And no one wanted it. And in the end, she got so disappointed, she just threw everything away and gave up her dream. I don't know if this is the idea to do it. I think if you really have a dream, follow it up one way or the other. And if you want to publish a book, do you know those bestsellers out there, those bestsellers have been very popular among the people. They all had a problem in the beginning. In Sweden, and it, they, those books spread all over the world called, you know, the stories with Pippi Longstocking. Pippi Longstocking was a little girl and she was as strong as a horse, well, stronger than a horse, and she could actually lift a horse. And she had a horse who lived with her in her house. And, you know, and she, and she was living alone. And she turned into a very, very popular series of children's books books and turned into movies and books all over the world. However, those books were turned down by one publisher after the other in Sweden. But the authoress, you know, she didn't give up. She kept on going and going. And finally, she found someone who wanted to take a chance. And yes, she became what people believe an instant success. No, success is not necessarily instant. So never give up. If you really want to stick with your dream, hang in there. But do take action. And that's another point in this. How to overcome, you do have to take action. Don't just sit there and just, yeah, I'm writing one book after the other. No one wants it. And then you scrap it all. No, see what's wrong with it. 
see why it wasn't published. But if you feel it was good enough, then it is good enough. If you feel it's not good enough, well, why should someone else feel it's good enough? But you have a dream and you want to pursue it. You can just change the format of something. I know this because I've gone through a little bit of everything out there, one way or the other. And I know something that if you really want something, don't give up. Stay with it, but take action. Do something about it. Some people sit and wait for a new love in their life. What do they do about it? They sit home and dream and dream. And that's why I said, yeah, your dream is good, but now take action. Do something about it. Start to rotate out there in life. Rotate, I mean, go from, go move around, go to places. Be active in action. So now we have this. How many points do we have for? Now be informed and never give up. Now be focused on the good of what you want. Be focused on the good of things. Not be focusing on what is not good about you. I've heard people who said, oh, I want to start a new business, but it takes money to start a new business. I don't have any money, and no one wants to invest in my idea. And I ask, have you even tried? Well, I ask my mom. (laughs) Well, you have to try a little harder. Not now go to your dad. No, I'm not saying that. Start to present your idea out there in the world. But again, you don't always necessarily need a large capital. You may not even need a new capital at all to start a business. And I mean that. If you have a talent, you actually can take your talent and do something with it. You don't need to set up a big office and hire personnel. No, just get out there and get started because you may have a very good idea. I had um, a a friend, well, friend, friend, you know, everyone you know is a friend, of course. So, and he said that he had healing talents with people, that people like to come to him. So, he started to talk to people and they said, oh, thank you very much, and they left. And then he said, oh, I'm going to do this professionally. So he started to to go to classes and classes and classes. He did this year after year. And I said, well, isn't it time enough now to, to start this coaching or healing coaching business that you want to do? Oh, yes, maybe I should take a few more classes and read some more books. And I thought, well, if you feel you're good enough and you keep on saying you're so good and you're boasting out there that you are a healing coach to everyone you meet, but go out and prove it. Go out and show it. He never did. Actually, he died long before he had 
done anything about his talent, and no, no one got to find out how good he was. And I said, don't, be, don't you be one of those. And one more thing, another point is, it's all in your mind. That is one of the most important points. What about believing in something? And you really feel it in your heart. Yes, maybe that is the right thing for you. And just start to take action. If you combine all these points I've been saying, you have a good setup how to do things. It is in your mind. Poverty, for instance, is very much a mindset. If you keep on thinking, I cannot afford it, I cannot afford it, I cannot afford it, you won't. You won't ever be able to afford it. And I noticed that, you know, students, we never had any money. We had, you know, enough for this and that, and but we never had really money, money. And how we had to turn those pennies to make it last a little bit longer, in a way, it turned into a sport. It was kind of fun how we can make that dime last a bit longer. So, because we, all of us, we wanted good fortune. We wanted everything of the highest good. And somehow I think I attracted that kind of people or people who were that way, they were attracted to me because I always wanted the best of everything. And I never looked at anything else either that wasn't of the highest good or the best. So set your values. Set your bar high. Why not? Why set it low? It's harder, you know, it takes longer time. If you set it too low, it's harder to climb up and harder and harder. If you set it high, it's easier somehow to go even further when you already set the bar high. Some people might not agree, but I mean that again. I tried it, and I feel it's like saying rich is better than poor. It is. So why do you start poor? You know, why do you want to start with a limited whatever? Look at yourself at good from the start. Okay. So I think we have a few good points there. And the same thing now with sickness, how to overcome and I'm sure there are people listening right now who are feeling, yes, but how do I overcome my cancer? How do I overcome my sickness? Again, set your mind to a healthy mind. Be in a healthy state of mind. If you are like the woman who called me up the other night in the middle of the night and started to panic, one in one of her help screens or screens for help, she said, I'm very, very sick in cancer. I'm very, very sick. I'm very, very sick. That is not encouraging, you know, people to help you. Yes, they will help you, but not that way that they feel they want to help you out of their heart. It's not personal. And I've seen life, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm not 
sugarcoating things. But I know how people think. Yes, I help her because she's in a bad way. But they don't come back. They don't go back and and give you more. They send someone else to you. So that is the thing. I have seen people have been in accidents and they've been lying in the hospital, you know, all bundled up and not able to move themselves. And they've been there for maybe a year and couldn't move. People love to see them anyway because they've had a good mindset. They were, they were just coming up with jokes and they were joking about the food, about the hospital, but they gave them smiles. People were looking forward to seeing this person, you know, the hospital. And I think I told you before also, when I've had time, I've gone to see people in hospitals, not as a doctor, but just to go and visit and bring them maybe little flowers because I was told these people would never receive any visitors and they felt kind of lonely. And I go and sit them and talk with them. Some of them were great fun and I would love to go and see them again. But they're those who say, oh, I'm so lonely, no one sees me, instead of say, oh, thank you for seeing me. What an attitude, what a difference. I had this woman who was actually very rich, but she was just left there by herself. And she, I got that. And all she did was complain and said, oh, you did, did you bring me anything? What did you bring me? She couldn't see any other point of my visit. <laughs> so I didn't see her again. But I love to see those other people who were just talking about memories, you know, how good times can be. So why are you not one of those if you're now wanting to overcome some kind of physical challenge? Look at the good times and also put yourself in the light as much as you can. And never give up again. Look at all these points I've been saying. It's so much in your mind. And we read about it. We see about these old, all those success stories. How people are in accidents and they cannot walk, they cannot talk. And still they do. Because they set their mind. They make that mind set. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I yes. They just put a big yes in front of them as a goal. And they walk towards that yes goal. And around that yes, put a lot of light. And you will start to, to find it. And how to overcome, you know, these things like poverty and fear and sickness. Yes, it is a matter of action that you simply make a choice. This is what I want to do with my life. This is where I want to be with my life. This was spontaneous and this was just spoken out of what I've seen has blocked other people. So take it for yourself and use some of these little points that I've been mentioning to you. And in it all, know that is one place within you. And that is your inner light. 
that power station that you have access to day and night and in between. And it wants, you just have to send it right messages. And that is what it means to have the God within you. Your inner light, that source of origin, of power, of love that shines so much within each one of us. Use it. It's meant to be used. And now, you're going to relax and we're going to give you a little meditation. My meditations are more a process. They are going very, very deep within each one of you. And what you do when you hear my voice, you close your eyes and you relax your body. You just decide in an instance that you relax your body. Right now, you relax your body. You feel that relaxation going through your body. More and more and more. And your eyes are closed. You take a deep breath. You go deeper and deeper and deeper within your own holy self. I am of the light. I shine. Your whole body is completely relaxed in an instant. Your feet, your legs, your hips, your body. Your spine is now getting straighter and straighter. And it's now filled with light around and within it. Strengthening you, and your shoulders are straight, and your mind is clear. And should a thought enter your mind, you throw it out right now. Yes, you feel at ease. And you imagine yourself far, far away on the other side of this planet Earth. And of the light, I am a shiny light. And now you find yourself sitting in front of an ocean at night, way up high above you. There are stars twinkling and shining above you. More and more stars. You are so relaxed, so completely relaxed now. I am of the light. And now you have a wish in your mind, something you want to overcome. You feel it. And you know it. Yes, you know who you are. You are a child of the light. I am. I am the light. And now as you look at the stars, 
you look way up high above you. And you go deeper and deeper and deeper with easy. Deeper still. I am a shiny light. You are relaxed. More and more relaxed. You go even deeper and deeper. And now the stars are twinkling way up high above you. I am. I am a shiny light. And you look up in the sky and way up high in the sky. You feel the light shining over you. I am, I am a light. I am. You go even deeper now. And now suddenly, that sky almost speaks to you with all the stars twinkling and shining towards you. You feel overwhelmed by that big belt of light up in the sky and how all the little stars suddenly are beginning to send you little, little rays of light. And they all gather together in a big, wide ray of light and that big wide ray of light is now getting wider and wider and wider with room for you all here on this earth you are now in this feeling of togetherness with all and everything of the whole universe you feel stronger and stronger and stronger. More and more do you allow this feeling of connection with this big universe to find its way into your heart. You feel it more and more and more within you. You are overwhelmed by this feeling of the light that has come to you, over you, and goes inside of you, this light from the whole universe. This light is strong. It's powerful. Yes, I am a shiny light. You take a deep breath again. How you know who you are. Yes, how you now understand that you are powerful beyond measure. You are a child of the light. This is what it means to be created in the image of God. I am the light. You feel it right now. You feel more and more and more powerful right now. You feel that you are full of all the right information. You feel that you know how to get over your problems because you fill yourself with this iridescent white light. 
absolutely unlimited light, this power of no limitation and how it gets into you and how you now send it to the ones who need your help. And now you send it. And as you have sent that, you get more and more light. And this time, you keep this light for your own good. And you're brushing off all old shadows. And you feel you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. You are now in harmony. Yes, you are in harmony. I am in the light. I shine. And you feel overwhelmingly happy. So happy and pleased with you and what you can do. And you have your wish and you take your wish again and put your wish as on a plate in your hand. And now you send this plate with your wish up into the light and you allow the light to take your wish and make you whole and when and happy again. Yes, I am the light. This is who you are. I am a child of the light. You accept it right now. You feel it. You handle it. It's between you and the light. No one else. Because there is you and there is you, the light. There is you, the physical you, the one you see in the mirror. And there is you, the light that is within you, which resides in your soul and in your heart. I say in the soul of your heart. And now one more ray of light is coming down over you. And you feel so strongly, so in tune with all and everything, particularly with you and who you are. You take a deep breath. And it's now time to return to here and now. When I count to seven, you open your eyes again on the count of seven. Number one, you take a deep, big, big, deep breath. You feel in harmony. You feel yourself. You feel you can now just wish for what you wish for in your life and that it will be coming true. You just stay with your idea. You never give up. One, two, three, four. How you love the light in you and how you love the light in this world. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now number seven. You open your eyes again. 
Yes, your eyes are now open, right now. And this is Helena Steiner Hornstein speaking to you at www.bodysoulconnection.com. My email is dr for Dr. Helena, my first name, info, short for information, at yahoo.com. Send me some emails and questions, please. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye.